Welcome to Hokey Track Chats, hosted by new student and family programs at Virginia Tech. Since the last time you heard from us, we've had a few new people join our team, and I am super excited to welcome Kenley Andrew, our coordinator for new student and family programs. So welcome, Kenley. Thanks, Jonathan. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Like Jonathan said, my name is Kenley Andrew. I'm the new coordinator here in new student and family programs. I'm super excited to get started in this role. Um, and this is my first time on the podcast on Hokie Tracks Chat, so I'm super excited to be here. Well, Kenley, I'm super excited to have you joining the team. You've been here since January. How are things? My first month of working here has flown by. I can't believe it's already February. Um, it's definitely wild how fast time is flying. I know. And every time I get to this point of the year, I'm always like, man, January lasted 12 weeks and then we get to February. But February always gets us in those really happy feelings, those lovey feelings, which is super exciting for me. Yeah, for sure. You know, I saw Valentine's Day stuff in the store before New Year's even hit. And I can't even plan my dinner for tomorrow. So much less plan for holidays months in advance. But now it's right around the corner. And I'm super excited to celebrate myself, love my friends, the students I work with. I think Valentine's Day is about just loving and supporting. I agree. This is some of the best times of the year and which is also really appropriate for what we're going to be talking about today, right? Yeah, absolutely. So today's episode is called How to Love Your Hokey and we will talk about healthy family relationships and some different ways to show some love and support for your students. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, we thought it would be appropriate to spread the love a little. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. Every year at orientation, I give this really long speech about families as partners. And I do that because we really want our families to know that we see them as super important people um, to help us help their student be successful, right? I, right. I talk about this idea um, that the student is at the center um, and that the university and its staff and faculty, as well as its families, all um, come together to really help our students to be successful. And so um, that's really why we talk about our families as partners, right? We can't do it without them. Um, we know that our family members are the biggest influencer on our students, right? right. Um, if I think about when I talk with a student and, and when they're really struggling with something on campus, one of the first things they're going to do when they leave my office is is to call their family member. You know, I mm -hmm. even remember working with you as an undergrad yeah. and how you would do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I am constantly calling my mom to update her on the things that are going on when I was especially in undergrad, but even today as a professional. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to throughout that in orientation to give our family some of the tools to, to kind of help their student be successful. But then we also talk about how to um, set some clear expectations. You know, um, when I think about expectations, one of the ones that I know is hardest for our families is is really talking about communication. Right. Mm. Um, we have family members who want to talk to their student every day. And right. for a student like you, that may be something that they would really enjoy. But for another student, they may only want to talk once a week or mm -hmm. twice a week or prefer to talk through text, you know? So I think it's, it's really important to think about how we kind of set those expectations um, around communication. Right. Absolutely. I agree completely because, you know, just like any relationship, expectations and clear communication is going to be the key to that relationship being successful. And so knowing exactly what your student wants from you, but also what do you want from your student? And are you sharing that with them? Because that can help them kind of clear up some misunderstanding that they may have even about the level of support they're both giving and receiving from y'all. 
Absolutely. And I think some of the things that our family members tend to stray away from is um, talking to our students about their relationships, mm. right? Um, but also their relationship with alcohol and um, other drugs, right? It's, it's really important that our family members are able to lean into those conversations, right? Because sure. um, our students find it difficult to meet the expectations of their families if they don't know what they are. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. And so, we, you know, you never know um, when it comes to that, right? Some of our family members um, expect our students to have a certain experience, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes our students are really kind of informing their opinion about college based on what they've seen in the media or what their siblings experience has been. And so um, it's not always what they hope it's going to be. And so I think it's also important for us to to have those very difficult conversations about alcohol, Mm -hmm. drugs, relationships, Um, but then also, right, uh, about the the things that are normal, right? Like the finances and, (laughs) you know, we we hear the 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 constant trope about the broke college student, right? And and it's It's true. (laughs) And it's super important that our families (laughs) talk to their students about um, the the finances of of college, right? Um, Whether that be if a family member is going to help them with rent or if they're going to get an allowance or even if there is an expectation that the student get it job, right? We know, um, and, and, and research kind of tells us that a student who gets an on-campus job or has a job throughout undergrad is typically better at time management, right? Because right. a lot of that free time is, is taken up by other activities. Right. When I was an undergrad, I had an on-campus job and I was still struggling with cash. And I remember going to my parents and telling them that I was interested in taking on a second job to kind of subsequent those funds that I was missing. I do have an, a shopping problem. So it was mostly at my own <laughs> fault. Um, but my mom actually told me, she said that she would rather them support me a little bit more than me take on another responsibility. But for another family, that might have been a completely different conversation. And so being able to even just have that transparent and honest conversation, I realized that I didn't have to go and take on a whole nother responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the things our students did when they're at home don't all of a sudden stop now that they're um, in Blacksburg with us, right? Um, They don't necessarily stop shopping, stop (laughs) eating, stop spending money on silly things, right? All of those things still happen, and and it can be challenging for families to support two households, but it's very important that we have those very honest conversations with students about um, that, right? Because they do have a lot to manage, right? They're not only managing um, their their classwork, but they're managing jobs, Mm -hmm. involvement, all of these things. So it can be a lot to manage. And I think that's also why when we talk, we talk about how they um, kind of set boundaries with each other, right? How they Mm -hmm. set boundaries with their job, with their classwork, with their families, um, because it's really important to our students to, to feel like they're independent and to feel like they're Uh, independence is respected you know one of the examples I usually give um, is that like we are asking family members to transition from Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know a parent and child relationship to that of like a coach and 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 an athlete or a coach and a student right that we are their biggest cheerleaders we're helping them to get there and sometimes coaches have to tell us when we Mm -hmm. messed up and um, hold us accountable for that maybe we didn't maybe we fumbled the ball or maybe (laughs) they didn't do well on a an exam right so so coaches have to do all of the things that families that family members do um but they are also not the person uh playing the game for them right they are also still allowing the 
the student to lead that conversation. And I think that can be so challenging for our family members sometimes. Oh, it's so hard. And, you know, I always say that growth happens in the most uncomfortable or the most challenging situations. And that comes from that independence. And so how do you balance that support, but also letting your student, you know, take on these responsibilities. And even if failure happens, failure often leads to the most amount of growth. And so kind of knowing for you and your student, where is that boundary and do they want a lot of support or do they need that space to kind of learn and grow on their own time? Yeah, you know, I think about this even um, in my relationship with some of my friends that, you know, I'm a person who typically wants to fix things for people, Mm. right? I'm like, you told me this, what are we going to do about it, right? Um, And what, you know, I've had to start doing is asking folks, like, are you just venting? Do you want me to give you a solution? (laughs) Like, like what's the purpose of this conversation to make sure that I'm giving you what you need? And I think that's really important for our family members to do with their students, right? Just because a student is complaining about their faculty member or complaining about their academic advisor doesn't necessarily mean that the academic advisor or the faculty member did anything wrong it just could be that the student didn't enjoy that interaction right and we recognize that like that that's a normal experience right none of us are are 100% always having a good time Mm -hmm. and so I think it's really important that um, our students kind of learn how to navigate those challenging times that come with college right Um, I often talk about some of the um, the phases that our students go through um, in their transition and one of them is is when they realize that like hey things have changed Mm -hmm. and you know I went home and things are not always the same or not how I left them right Um, but that they find that they are able to cope and kind of navigate the institution, right? Our students come to us with a variety of experiences that really help them to learn how to be successful here, right? Because we can't remove every barrier. We, we right. just, that's just not how, um, even if we wanted to, it's just not yeah. how it would work. Um, but so we recognize that our students then have to um, use the skills they came in with, the skills that they're continuing to develop to learn how to navigate these things. And that's okay. You know, and you're talking about, do you want to vent or do you want advice? I remember I often would go to my parents or even my friends and I would share something with them and I was met with a lot of feedback or advice. And I remember because I didn't clearly communicate what I needed in that moment, it actually made me want to not talk to them about something else when it happens later. And so if you can just kind of mitigate that conflict and really talk about what do you need from me in this moment, your student or you are going to be more willing to re-enter that space later on because you're both on the same page as to what level of support are you giving in that moment. Absolutely. And you know, that's super important, right? Because our students are going through a transition, but so are our families, right? right? Like that is um, really the the whole point that we're, we're making today is that students go through a transition, families go through a transition, and it's, it's really important to name that, acknowledge that, right. and then also to say, what does that mean about our relationship, right? Um, when I think about what happens um, in high school, right? The student comes home every day um, and fully debriefs their day with their families or mm-hmm. maybe just, just like, oh, I don't really wanna talk about it and just like goes to their room or does other things or right. has activities, whatever it may be, um, and they don't do that, right? But 
um, the the relationship with their family changes, right? Because the access has changed, right? And not only that, you know, when a student comes home for a holiday, they may come back and realize that their sibling took their bedroom. (laughs) Or if the families are empty nesters, that the family turned their room into a workout room or an an office. (laughs) (laughs) All those kind of things that we realize, well, we don't need this space for what we used to need it for. And so those are all normal transitions, Mm -hmm. but that sometimes leaves our students to have a lot of anxiety. Right. Um, and, and, and that's can be really hard for them. Right. And by no means should you not, you know, get a new home office when your student goes off to college, Mm -hmm. but maybe give them a heads up that maybe the next time they come home, they've got to sleep on the couch because if they show up and that's a surprise to them, it might not go over so well. (laughs) Um, if you have animals or if you are, if your student is really connected to thing that means a lot to them in your hometown or at your home, sending them pictures or updates that can make them feel a lot more connected to you and back to their home as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we all always know about our family members is they know their student best, right? Mm -hmm. You know when your student needs you to advocate for them. You know when your student needs you to just listen, when they need you to be their warrior, whatever that may be, right? You know that because they've been yours for their whole life. And so we know that you know your student best. And what we encourage you to do is to really think about what can you do to support them, right? Um, We often in our office talk about people's love languages or appreciation languages. And, you know, there are lots of different ways that people choose to um, to, to receive love or appreciation, right? Um, it could be words of affirmation, right? Um, I'm not a huge words of affirmation person, but I recognize that a lot of folks really love to hear I that. I am like, absolutely a words of affirmation person. <laughs> right. And so, you know, if Kinley does a great job, she needs me to say that mm-hmm. because that means much more to her than me sending um, an email or to just to, to, the, to right. assume that she didn't need to hear it or right. any of that, right? Um, so, you know, we have to make sure to think about that with our students, right? Um, if your student is a, a receiving gifts person like me, well, you know, I, you can send them gifts, right? We, we talk about, um, you know, we listened to our family members over the last couple of years, and what they said is that they really wanted a way to send care packages to their students. And so um, we listened, and we, we partnered with Campus Cube to do that. So just a, a, a shameless plug about <laughs> that. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a really good way for your student to send, mm-hmm. uh, to feel loved, right? Um, we, we know that sometimes it can be isolating, and they can feel lonely. And yeah. so, you know, if you send them a care package that says, um, you know, we're thinking about you at home, we know that what you're doing can be hard at sometimes that yeah. really is good at reminding them um, what is, um, you know, what that, that that someone is thinking about them. Right. Um, and I think the other thing is, is right, like some people's love languages are either quality time or physical touch, right? And those can be really mm-hmm. hard to get when our family members are so far from us, right? And so yep. that's why we always encourage our family members to attend Fall and Spring Family Weekend. So right. uh, those things that require that in-person interaction can really be done, right? We The pandemic taught us so, so much, much about yeah. um, the, the need for physical connection, but also emotional connection and and so it's just really important that we think about that. So, yeah. uh, of course, we always want you to come to Family Weekend because it's fun and we love <laughs> to see you all and yes. we love to see you interacting with your student. Um, but also recognizing that that allows us to love and support our students in the ways that they need. 
Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the pandemic and some how some things have shifted, one thing that I realized this past year is that I absolutely love gaming with my dad. Um, and so I actually like even, video games. So it's actually it's funny. They're virtual board games. And so <laughs> we're kind of nerdy. So they're not video games. They are just board games that were <laughs> turned into virtual ones. Uh, it would be um, much cooler if y'all had like headsets. Right. And like we're each like other going at it like World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> yeah. Definitely nothing like that. It's more so like Connect Four and things of that nature. OK. Um, but so we, like iPhone games. Pretty much, yes. But he doesn't have an iPhone, so we have to resort to the computer. We'll have to work um, on that. Right. I know. We've been trying for years. Um, but we will get on a Zoom call, and we'll just share our screen, or we'll have our screen going on the other end. And it feels as if we can you know, hang out without putting pressure on having to sit on the phone and just talk about our lives. But we can hang out for a couple of hours, play some Connect Four. I do usually beat him, and he'll be really mad if he knows that I said that. But it's true. Um, well, now it's recorded for right, forever. Right, right. It's on the internet. It's out there. And it is true. I'm not lying. Um, it's very frustrating for him to lose to his daughter to connect for, but it just keeps happening. Um, but that's a cool way for me and my dad to connect in a way that we actually had never done before because I realized that, you know, Zoom can give me some of that quality time with my family if I need it. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I love um, that our, we can be creative in how we connect with each other. Kenley, you said that this week you were going to talk to some of our students about how they like to be supported. So I would love for our family members to just hear directly from our students. My family has always been very supportive of anything I do in college. My mom always gives me her amazing home-cooked food and my dad helps with the rent payments and utility bills. My family also comes down to Blacksburg once in a while and it's always a nice time. We usually go to downtown and get ice cream at Sugar Magnolia, which is located on Main Street. We usually FaceTime or call every two to three days and text basically every day. I'm really thankful that my family does all of this and it really does make me feel loved. One of the things that my family does to support me in college that I personally appreciate is by calling me once a week for around 15 to 30 minutes to quickly check up on how I'm doing. Also, if there is a birthday or holiday that is particularly special for your student, uh, if you were able to visit them, that would be great as well, because I really appreciated when my family came down to see me on Easter weekend last year. Ultimately, the key takeaway from all of this is that it's a huge transition for both students and families, but as heard in these clips from our student coordinators, it's really important that a student is able to define what support looks like for them. Yeah, Kenley, you're so right. And, you know, as I think about this, one of the final things I say to families always is we are not asking you to let your student go. We are just asking that you let your student grow. Um, and so whether that be cutting, setting clear boundaries or sharing your love languages, all of that really comes down to the communication because we know that communication is key to healthy relationships. Absolutely. And we hope that our discussion today was helpful to those listening. Don't forget that Valentine's Day is right around the corner, the theme of our whole episode today. So maybe send your student a handwritten card. I know I love when I get those in the mail. Um, but also don't forget about a care package, whether you use Campus Cube, which is definitely a great partner we have here in New Student and Family Programs, or if you just send a cute picture of the family dog, just be sure to send your hokey a little love. Thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of Hokie Track Chats. Stay tuned for our next episode. Hokie Track Chats is brought to you by New Student and Family Programs at Virginia Tech. 
For more frequent updates, follow us on social media at Hokies on Track on Facebook or Instagram. If you are not already, join the Hokie Family Hub, which can be found at our website, students.vt.edu forward slash transition. The script for today's episode is by Kenley Andrew and Jonathan Tunwar. Music is Sun Say Yes by J.L. Brock. Editing software is Audition.